welcome, welcome back. Uh, hey, you may have noticed we we have a, a GDP, a more and, handsomer co-host. Yes, a more handsomer co-host. Good, good to have you sitting in the hot seat, B. All right, I'm here. All right. First time. That's right. Nervous as all hell, Pete. Really? Scared. Uh, yeah. You, you got that. It seems like uh, when when you're busy doing all your stuff over there, uh, that distracts you enough yes. that you can just, you know, makes it it makes it easier. Yes. I think, you know. Yeah. It does. Well, well, it's good to have you with us. And Jocelyn, we got a a great deal going on with Hobie sunglasses. We love them. Uh, check them out. I love their Sightmaster Plus lens. It's the best. It helps you get additional depth penetration in whatever water you're trying to look through. It's great lens, great glasses, and right now you can get an amazing deal. Yeah, so um, being a subscriber to Bash U first, you get a great discount, but they're extending their Memorial Day discount to all Bash U subscribers. Uh, so check awesome. your email because a newsletter will be going out uh, with that discount code. So this is probably the best time to buy the sunglasses. Um, they're great. I have a pair, too. I love them. So... The ladies out there, they're for they're for you too. <laughs> yes, they are. They're they're great. And Hank Cherry's uh, uh, signature frames are really cool. Everybody seems to like them. And if you've got a really really big head, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they've got a, a frame to fit you. Uh, they, they it's great. It's awesome that they made that frame. Yes. Uh, to fit the big heads. Yeah, because like, Project would take mine and try them out, and they never the same. Yeah. Yep. Slide off your face when the wind hits Splayed you. out. That's it. Yeah. Gone. So, so if you're one of those guys, like if you're one of us, go <laughs> go check out the Hank Terry uh, signature. The fat heads. Fat heads. But, um, but it's all good. We're um, really excited. Coming up, uh, we're going to be talking uh, to Texas Parks and Wildlife. Really looking forward to uh, diving in deep because you had a really interesting question, Jocelyn, and it was a real – straightforward question that probably is on uh, a lot of people's minds is what what's the question my question was why is texas so big in fishing like why are the bass bigger and why can they catch them more is it the weather is it stocking of the lake why does jersey suck that's <laughs> <laughs> part two of her question <laughs> well we're gonna learn more and uh we're uh, i'm looking forward to having tom lang on and and Aunt answered some of these questions for us but i'm going to give you my quick answer um is there's number one it, it, texas is well suited uh from the climate perspective they've got a long growing season uh they have stocked the florida strain bass which you might not know what that means but the florida strain is it grows bigger and um and they've stocked them all throughout Texas. They have something called an F1, which I'm no expert, but the F1 is a cross between the northern strain, which lives up here, and the Florida bass, and they're, they grow faster and bigger. And, and Texas has really been at the forefront of managing, not only stocking, but managing these, um, these lakes uh, to grow these big, big fish. So uh, that's something we don't have. Like, when, once you get north, where's the – I think – Virginia is the furthest north that their Florida strain, uh, maybe not, maybe Delaware. I know, I happen to know a place in Delaware <laughs> that has some Florida strain in it. But uh, Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. the, um, the secret secret. But um, 
once the you pond get... of false hope. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can really do this. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I could be on the elites. That's right. Glide, to... glide baits are easy. Yeah. Uh. Wow. Man. Wow, I got really good overnight. It's funny when you when you fish a stock pond. That happens. How amazing of a fisherman you become. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that but the Florida strain does not thrive in the northern I guess maybe they can't uh live in the colder climates they can't survive the winters um so uh so that's one of the reasons those are some of the reasons why um um texas is so good but i want to uh i want to give a special shout out uh to to one of the bashu family members and and we love him he's been with us since day one as always always ever present loves this sport like no other as wild bill is with us and and here's a here's a picture of Bill with amazing fish and uh, and Riz, I know Bill uh, is is suffering with uh, some medical situations. We want to send some thoughts and prayers his way. What what is what's going on with Bill right now? Yeah, so uh, Pete, like you said, uh, Bill's been an awesome subscriber for a long time. Supports everything we do, um, but he's uh, he, he's battling with uh, with some some severe Crohn's disease uh, right now. On top of uh, on top of a couple other things. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's having a bout with it right now, but he's fighting it and he's, he's keeping that never give up attitude. And, uh, I know he's watching right now, uh, as we're live and, uh, he's thinking about getting back air on the water. So, um, Bill, we are thinking about you, the, uh, the whole Bash U crew, everybody, uh, on board, we're all keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. And, uh, we're looking forward to seeing you back out there on the water and, uh, catching some more fish just like that one. So, uh. Billy, keep fighting, dog. Keep fighting. The whole Bashu family is behind you, and, right. and we're thinking about you and, and looking forward to seeing some more pics, uh, which which I love because he's always he's always sending us some great images. I want to invite you guys to do that too over on our social channels. Uh, uh, send us send us your pics, and we'll feature you on on Bashu uh, sometime soon. But I see right now we have Texas Parks and Wildlife. Uh, on on the line with us, this is this is Tom Lang, and I know you met Rich down there in Texas. We are so glad you guys connected. It's awesome to have you on the show. Oh, it's great to be here. It's great, great to meet Rich, and I love Bass University. I love what you guys are doing. This is uh, it's I think really vital to uh, the future of participation, just to have more information out there for people to learn and and uh, be able to go out and enjoy the fisheries we work so hard to make. So thanks for what you guys do to help help sh share all these uh, quote-unquote secrets, you know. Oh, well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you being with us. And I want, I want to throw this question to you that Jocelyn asked, is, and I gave my uh, rudimentary answer uh, <laughs> because, I don't, you know, why, why are the fish uh, so big? And why is Texas notorious for just generating giants? Well, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot baked into the cake. Uh, but uh, first and foremost is um, I think that Texas Parks and Wildlife for absolute decades has been uh, on the forefront, very progressive. Uh, we care about our bass fisheries. We care about our bass anglers. And we put our heart and soul into making great fisheries, okay? And so when you put your heart and soul into it, and we've got all of our, our biologists, all of our hatchery guys, putting their heart and soul into making great fisheries, you'll find a way. And, uh, and we do find a way. So one thing I'll say is that a lot of folks don't realize that Texas doesn't have but one natural lake in the entire state. And so to have all the big reservoirs that we have, our reservoirs are a key foundation 
it's certainly a key foundation for a lot of social things, uh, water supply and power generation, those sort of things. Uh, but that also in turn makes uh, the potential for great bass fisheries when you have, you know, big Sam Rayburn and Fork and Texoma and Ivy and Ray Roberts and so forth. And so to have these big reservoirs out there uh, and that reservoir boom give you a lot of the opportunity to make the fisheries that we're able to make for our, our 2 million anglers across the state. And so having the big reservoirs and then, um, you know, putting first class fishery science on top of it. And so we're out doing uh, management pieces. Um, and let me back up and I talk about this progressiveness. We're talking about our former division director, Bob Kemp, who Bob Kemp, if you haven't heard of Bob Kemp, Bob Kemp is in the Texas Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, right? So he's a fisheries director back in the 70s. And we didn't have the money to, to bring in Florida largemouth bass. And so you talk about a leader, this guy says, well, I'll buy them. He bought them and brought them here. And, and that's what kicked off putting Florida bass in Texas back in the early 70s. And then on top of that, then you start getting uh, catch and release ethic growing. You get fisheries research and science going, you know, we need to have some more progressive regulations to protect these fish. So now tournaments aren't doing catch and release into grease. You know, tournaments are doing genuine catch and release. And then our biologists are doing more research and science on, on, uh, on, on proper way procedures and good fish care and those sort of things. And so we're supporting those fisheries that are uh, and putting back in those fisheries. So those fish are living longer and have the potential to reach their maximum growth. And so that all is a big part of it. So certainly having the reservoirs to mess with, enhancing habitat, doing the research for regulations, the change in catch and release ethic, as well as, as live fish care, all those things are baked into it. And then on top of that, we put our best foot forward on genetics, right? And so mm -hmm. it's not just Florida bass. It's what we're even calling now Lone Star bass. It's taking these fish with these proven genetics, these Sherlunker bass, and spawning them with the male offspring of previous Sherlunkers. You know, we like to say if uh, if a you know a NFL offensive lineman has a has a kid, you can pretty much bet that's going to be a big old kid, right? And if you breed that with a WNBA superstar, we know for sure it's going to be a big old kid. And so uh, that's what we're doing with big old bass. And so we like to take those uh, those Sherlunkers and and pair up those genetics. And it's working. You know, we see a lot of those genetics coming right back to us, and we're able to trace a lot of those back multiple, multiple generations. Man, that's but, uh, it's crazy. That's the the Lunker Share program is is like uh, part of that. What describe what that is? You you like if somebody catches a big fish, they how does that whole program work? What do they they contact you and you come get the fish, or how does that work? Yeah, this this is great. Uh, so. January, February, and March, we have a, a season for our legacy class fish, the 13 plus pound bass. And let's put this in perspective a little bit. Like, you know, this isn't like we're all of a sudden going like 13 plus pounds. So for a lot of people, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're like uh, discriminating against anything under 13 pounds. You're not even dealing with 11 and 12 pounders anymore. Well, we're not spawning them. Uh, I can tell you that much. Uh, anything over eight pounds, anything over eight pounds, you can, uh, you can, prove it and submit some pictures on our app and send the scales and we'll do genetics on it. And we'll use uh, anything over eight uh, for additional data for our management biologist. Okay. Like that's great. That's awesome. Eight pounds, 10 pounds. That's good data for us. 
Uh, but as far as spawning goes, yeah, we're, we don't want to mess with it until it's at least 13 pounds. And, <laughs> and again, right. to put that in perspective for you, 29 states, their state records aren't even 13 pounds, right? So yep. <laughs> we're taking the biggest and the best of the best, right, to make bigger, better bass in Texas for everybody to come on and have a good time. So so they call you and transport the fish to you? How does how does right. it, what's the January, way? February, March. And we have holding stations around the state. We partner okay. with marinas and other things so that we're trying to provide these fish great places to be held in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you call us January, February, March on our hotline. And that Toyota Tundra Sherlinger truck we got sitting right outside, we water up and we head your way. Wow. And in the meantime, this uh, in the last uh, couple of years, we actually started a response team. And so our biologists that are stationed all across the state, uh, we'll activate them as well. And they'll start heading down the road and get a hold of that fish as quickly as possible. One, the anglers don't have to wait as long because I don't know if you know this or not. Texas is a pretty big old state. And so we don't want our anglers to have to wait as long. We also want to make sure that we get that big, beautiful bass in our care, providing first class fish health care as soon as possible. Right. And so we can get that fish and then we take it right back here to the Texas Freshwater Fisheries Center. And here at TFFC, they get their own tank. We give them, again, we treat any wounds that they have, any issues that they have. Uh, we'll take a fin clip and do genetic analysis and look at their entire lineage and parentage history, uh, as well as their makeup, if they're an integrate, if they're pure Florida, what percentage of their alleles are pure Florida versus Northern bass. And then we'll spawn those, uh, attempt to spawn those with the male offspring or previous lunkers. Then when we're done, we get to take them back. And so we'll take those bass back and meet the angler and restock them in the lake that they came from. And then those offspring, most of those go back to the same lakes that all um, uh, actually contributed fish. So I think that's just an awesome deal. And you got to think about this. Like one, that, that fish may or may not spawn in the wild. They don't spawn every year, but two, I can guarantee that they're not going to spawn a uh, highly unlikely that they're going to spawn with the Sherlunker offspring in the wild. And then three is in the wild where you've got predators and temperature fluctuations and habitat issues, you're not going to have the perfect conditions that we provide in our first class hatcheries to make sure that we're getting as many as possible hatched and grown out to fingerling size to restock into the lakes. That's awesome. That all comes together. You know what we call that? That's the industry. Toyota, our our sponsor and our prize sponsors like Bass Pro and Six Cents and Stanley Jigs. And, and Lake Fort Taxidermy, that's our industry partners, working with the agency, partnering with the anglers. And when you get that trifecta of industry, angler, agency partnership, working together for a common goal, some really, really good things happen. And that's what's happening here in Texas. That's, that's just absolutely amazing. And uh, when we go off the air, we'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about how to get those 13 pounders shipped up here. Um, (laughs) Jocelyn, I know you have a question over there. What do you got? I do. Actually, it's from our subscriber, Frank. He wants to know, do other state DNR programs reach out to you on how you guys do a great job managing the fish? We have. And so um, the the states out there, we know our brothers and sister biologists out there at at other states are doing what, what they believe is best for their fisheries. Texas isn't the same as everywhere else. And so what we do here works for us. Uh, this specific program may or may not be what's best for other states, but it darn well is for us. Uh, and, and, they're, and they're aware of it. And we've, uh, we've had several states come here and tour the facility, several directors of agency heads of other states 
come here tour the facility, learn about Sherlunker, learn about the Freshwater Fishery Center and what we do. And uh, there are some that are certainly mulling it over. It's a, it's a lot to take on and do, but uh, we do believe our brothers and sisters are doing what they think is best for, for providing the best fisheries they can in their states. Um, but uh, this is what's best for us. And, and right now there's, there's no other real state doing it, uh, you know, the way that we do it. Well, Bob Kemp came up with the funds when needed back then. How are you guys generating revenue now? How this, this, there's a lot going on here. How, how, where are the funds coming from? Well, first off, it's, uh, it's coming from our anglers when you buy your fishing license right. and when you buy your gear with sport fish restoration. I mean, first off, that's, that's the main thing supporting this program. But on top of that, our industry partners. And so, uh, Toyota is, a is our, our name sponsor and they are a, a major donor, uh, financially. And, uh, we also have additional prize sponsors like Bass Pro Shops who provides $10,000 in, in shopping sprees for, for providing that data. We do our drawing every year and six cents and Stanley jigs and, and providing gear to give away. And our friends at AFCO, you know, AFCO is fantastic. And so they have gear and other support as well. And, and so uh, it's those, it's those partners. And then of course, if you turn in a legacy class lunker, you know, uh, we're going to give you a, a replica mount and uh, we're able to do that through our partners at Lake Fork Taxidermy there, you know, right in uh, Mr. Livesey's backyard. And so, uh, you know, it's those, it's those partners uh, that, that help to make it all work for sure. Well, that that's great. And I'm, I'm glad you're able to uh, get that support. I know uh, companies like Toyota and AFCO, I know they're so active in, in environmental work and this is this is a great one uh you know sustaining the resource and and growing it the i had a question for you about you you're doing this all over all the there's a lot of great lakes lake fork is off the charts Mm -hmm. what 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 makes lake fork special amongst all the special lakes that you have there well, we have another great partner there with the Sabine River Authority. We do a lot of work with um, Lake Fork was was built right. And so and in the early days with that partner at Sabine River Authority, there was a heck of a lot of habitat that was left and not removed for recreational boating concerns or things like that. And so um, there was a lot of great fisheries habitat already there in place. Uh, it was stocked right with with Florida bass from day one. It also had progressive regulations on it. And so all those things started to really, really come together. Now, that said, we've got another reservoir that'll be opening here in, uh, in, the, in the coming years called Bodark Reservoir. And we're doing the same thing with, uh, with Bodark Reservoir up there north of Dallas-Fort Worth. And, and Bodark is, is not just getting stocked with Floridas. It's getting stocked with uh, Sherlunker lineage uh, bass on top of that. So uh, we're able to, to actually held some of the brute, some of the, some of the pure Florida offspring back from our, um, our, our Sherlunker donations. We kept some of the pure Floridas and grew them into brood stock. And so now we've completely converted as of this year to what we call Lone Star Bass. And what a Lone Star Bass is, is a pure Florida bass who is the offspring, the lineage of a Sherlunker. And so all of the pure Florida bass that we stock in the state, and by the way, we make four to six million of those that we stock all across Texas every year are now lineage. They have someone in their ancestry was a share lunker. And so they have those bigger 
Bastionetics. So that's that Florida bass step up, wow. and then boom, there's a the Cheryl Lunker Lone Star bass, completely another step up that we're able to do and stock all over the state. Uh, keeping in mind that these Cheryl Lunkers take about you know 10 years on average to get to 13 pounds. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what a, a decade plus from now brings to our, our Texas fisheries as a result of this this next step up, this next move. It's pretty exciting. That is exciting. This board 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 arc lake. Is that how you say it? Yeah, boat arc. Boat arc. Um, yeah, you got to get you got to get your country on. <laughs> boat arc. I need I need my ten gallon hat. The, uh, <laughs> uh, but this is a new lake. Uh, is this yes, it yeah. just been created, just dammed up and ready to go? Yes, and uh, and on top of that, the the North Texas Municipal Water District worked really well with our with our biologist and and planning for habitat instead of taking out old road beds and taking out old trees and things like making huge, just, just fields of trees and stump beds and rock piles. And I mean, there's a ton of habitat work that's been done. All of the bass have been removed out of the ponds that were flooding and replaced with these genetically superior bass and they've already got to jump on it. I mean, this boat arc is really going to be something that, that is, is special. What's the, um, what's the ratio of, uh, like feeder fish, uh, to maximize one of these lakes talk about bluegill shad gizzards so uh you're talking about like the 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 base yeah we have the prey base so certainly shad's a shad's a big part of it um but you can look at like possum kingdom we had uh three lunkers come out of possum kingdom this year i had the, the privilege of being able to serve as the biologist over that reservoir for seven years and and uh we actually used stripers to help make bigger bass in there which is funny but the problem was is that those uh those shad can also compete with sunfish and um we had a bunch of sunfish that just weren't big enough meals and so we overstocked stripers thin them out so we could thin those gizzard shad out because the habitat there the bass weren't out where the shad were the bass were where the sunfish were right. so we made bigger sunfish and boom all of a sudden making those bigger sunfish we're getting you know bigger bigger bass bigger bass popping off from nine to tens to over this 13 pound and so that's uh, there's a whole lot that goes into the cake. Every fishery is a little bit different. You know, the water supply to the lake's different, the habitat in it's different. And so that's why we have our our biologists, our teams, our district teams out there managing uh, to 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 guide things a little bit this way, a little bit that way to help make the best bass fishing that we can for sure. Doing an amazing job, Tom. And I know our, our viewers are all watching. They have some questions. I'm going to throw it over. Uh, to some from Alex. So, Alex, what do you have for Tom? Yeah, we have a couple questions here on both sides of the message board. Again, this one is going to come from Dan Allen. What he wants to know is, do you guys ever introduce vegetation to any of the lakes, or is that a no-no? Oh, we absolutely do. Uh, we have a native aquatic plant nursery right here at the at the Texas Freshwater Fishery Center, and we'll do habitat projects. In fact, at Possum Kingdom is one that we did that in the Cattle Bay and the Cedar Creek Arms. And what we'll do is... Um, We'll make what we call founder colonies and we'll, we'll make exclosures to uh, to keep herbivores out and we'll plant a few founder plants in there so they can uh, get us get a good hold and when they fill those cages up they provide that seed source and then they have a fighting chance outside of those cages uh, against the herbivores the carp the turtles those sort of things that are make it sometimes very difficult to get some of those plants established so when i talk about habitat work we're talking about certainly uh, aquatic vegetation uh, and certainly uh, artificial structures and, and rock piles and other things. And so 
who comes into a big place, there are Friends of Reservoirs chapters. So if you don't have a Friends of Reservoirs chapter near you, you care about a lake, you care about a reservoir, you want to do something, uh, you can start a Friends of Reservoirs chapter and do habitat work, partner with your biologist. You can get grants from Friends of Reservoirs. The U.S. Bass Pro Shops, uh, U.S. Open, that recently occurred. Uh, our good friend Johnny Morris, you know, contributed $1.6 million to, uh, to National Fish Habitat Partnership. And a, a good bit of that's going to reservoirs for habitat projects for you guys, right? So, so check out Friends of Reservoirs and, and, uh, and do that. So we partner with them quite a bit, and uh, we use our conservation license plate dollars uh, to do those as well. We certainly do have some uh, invasive species issues and uh, like uh, giant salvinia and water hyacinth and, and some of those can be, can be pretty detrimental. Giant salvinia is, is really a challenge. And so um, we've got to toe that line on spraying. You know, we've got some things that we got to kill back to give the natives uh, a chance. And, um, and so there's a, there's a line there that we, we got to tow, but uh, keeping those back, but at the same time trying to keep some, some really beneficial plants out there because vegetation is a big, big deal. Well, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for us as uh, bass anglers. We know bass love it. Uh, my prior, I, I'm uh, hydrilla, milfoil, and then all the rest as far as bass go. Right, mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you see, uh, uh, you know, as far as the places that, what's the best vegetation for bass? So um, I, think, uh, I think hydrilla is very beneficial. Uh, it's, it's very beneficial. We have a lot of discussions about that in-house, uh, but really frankly, and with any plants, uh, it's about balance, right? Um, so you, you gotta be able to have access. You can't choke off access and, and, uh, you can't have too few. And so it's, uh, it's about balance, whatever the species are, you know, I like, uh, I like a lot of pond weed myself, uh, Illinois pond weed, American pond weed. Really? Uh, I think those work, uh, really well. Coontail mm -hmm. can be, uh, very helpful too. I like the pond weeds though quite a bit. I like fishing the edges of those, and uh, and or doing uh, you know a frog right across the top. Because, gosh, guys, you know that there's nothing as exciting as a topwater bite. I mean, that's just freaking awesome. So, uh, so I'm a little bit biased there on that pond weed because it's, it's fun to fish the top of it. Pete, I got to back you up on that. Did you really just put hydrilla in front of milfoil? I I I did. I think if they're they exist together, a lot of times the hydrilla will, will be the one. Really? Yeah, sometimes. I'm so surprised to hear you say that. <laughs> well, Tom, I'm surprised and appreciative. You're you're a fisherman. Uh, you're you're a bass you're a bass fisherman. That's great. A lot of times, uh, it seems like the the folks that are holding the reins over there don't you know aren't necessarily uh, fishermen or even bass fishermen. So it's great to have a a sportsman uh, working over there for us. Hey, Texas Parks and Wildlife's full of. You know, this yeah. isn't just a job for us. This is uh, who we are. You know, we're just lucky to get paid to, to be able to devote our life to conservation and working for our fisheries resources. You know, it's just, this is who we are and what we do, you know. Well, um, I got a question um, about, um, I was going to, I heard about the tracking that you're doing, the radio tracking that you're doing on Fort. Uh, you had mm -hmm. a commercial running during the Elite's, uh, you know, promotional video, and I thought that was amazing. Uh, is that going on right now, or is is it concluded? Uh, what, what's what's the status of that program? So I haven't kept up with that very much. That's our biologist Jake Norman. There is uh, is in the middle of that. I was kind of waiting for the wrap up. I think we're still in the middle of doing that. Uh, I do know it's also going on at Sam Rayburn. No um, so you can wow. you can imagine. So 
uh, we're, we're, it's, it's not, it's Fork, but it's, all, it's also Rayburn. So we've got, uh, that's an exciting project to, to learn more about um, some of the movements of these bass. And, you know, we can, we can create them, but we can't make them bite. So uh, are we actually, you know, are they using different areas or are they, are we not finding them as anglers? What's going on here, you know, when it comes to, if we're not actually catching some of these fish. So again, that's one of those things that we talk about being progressive and turning over every rock and every stone to, to try and do what we can to, to make great bass fishing for everybody, you know, and, and I think our share lunker season, I mean, this season really speaks to a lot of that. I don't know if you've guys seen, you know, any of those kind of stats this year, but this was just a, a banner year, you know. What what are the stats? All right. Well, um, you know, this year we had in January, February, and March, 24, 13 plus pounders turn into our program. Uh, that's last year we had 23, but before that you're talking 1997 before, you know, or 95 since we've had as many turned in. And so, uh, to have nine different reservoirs turn in 13 plus in that time. In fact, you know, I, I still like talking about little Lake Daniel, this little lake, you know, uh, just over a couple thousand, you know, thousand acres, uh, our, you know, Northwest to Abilene, out of the middle of nowhere. And, um, which is a great place to be a lot of times in the middle of nowhere, uh, it goes out, it pumps out two. turns out two share lunkers this year, never pumped one out before. So we got two new lake records. Wow. And now one of those is a top 50 bass. Ooh. And guess what? Lake Daniel becomes number 75, the 75th lake, public lake in Texas to produce a share lunker. Wow. Now you talk about big bass capital of the world all you want, this lake versus that lake. You're not going to compare to Texas because we had 75 different lakes turn out 13 plus pounders. Good night. <laughs> Where do you want to go fishing? I don't know. <laughs> you know, pick, flip, you know, just flip up there, pick somewhere. Let's go do it. You know, we're going to find some some good bass fishing. Of course, OHIV is the hottest lake in the world right now. When right. you've got uh, 12 of 24 lunkers coming off of there. Heck, as soon as the season ended, we had two more caught the next week. We had one in the season. We ran out of space. We were giving everybody all the all the prizes, but we didn't have any more place to put them. Our lunker bunker, where we where we take them, we call it the lunker bunker. Our lunker bunker was full. We couldn't take any more fish, so we took genetics and we took uh, data and information, and, uh, and and put those fish back. And so so we had some fish that weren't turned in. You know, for that we had a fellow down at Falcon that caught one on a kayak, and he didn't have a good place to hold it, so he let it go, uh, which is fine. You know. And Falcon is a pretty good trip from here, you know. And so uh, so we we had 24 turned in, but shoot, we know there was quite a few more in that car. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and then, I mean, it's a pretty special year when you get four top 50 bass turned in, okay? I mean, we yeah. had four fish on the top 50 biggest bass list, biggest bass ever caught in Texas. Four of them turned in this season, wow. including wow. a 1706. 1706. Wow. That was the biggest one of the season. A new OH Ivy Lake record, which, by the way, was set last year with the 16.4. Okay, so now we've got a 17.06 caught and turned into us. And this is the seventh biggest bass ever caught in Texas. Biggest bass in 30 years was caught. And so uh, some good things are heating up for sure. Pete, I decided I want to catch my first bass there. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Texas. We're going to Texas. <laughs> What would you want to talk about live scope? Well, I'm saying that's a big factor in all these giants oh, being caught. Oh, do you think sonar? Do you think sonar is a, the the forward facing 
uh, technology like Mega Live is uh, is enabling these people to catch these fish? Do you think that's a difference, or do you think it's just these these fish needed some time to grow up? So uh, again, it's all baked in the cake. What I can tell you is about half of the lunkers that we had turned in this year were caught using, uh, you know, forward facing sonar. Uh, that means half, half of them weren't, you know. Wow. And so, yeah. frankly, twelve is a is a big number. Um, so if you take it out, still having twelve would be a big number. Sure. But yeah, it, it certainly added to it. Uh, like we said, we can make the fish and we can get them out there, but if you can't catch them, can't find them, can't catch them. It doesn't you know doesn't work. So uh, I, I think it certainly has had an impact. Um, uh, on the program on finding these fish and turning them in uh, for us to be able to do that. But again, I'm proud of our biologists for making them. <laughs> Heck yeah. Well, the, let me have a follow-up question there. Uh, what would you say? 80% of those were caught on a Senko? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> well, Yamamoto is not a, not a sponsor. So uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm just we'll give kidding. them a call uh, on your behalf. <laughs> now there's there were several a rigs you know it's really across the board oh, yeah. uh but yeah senkos are, are are really good um uh they they do, they do pretty well in the program for sure we yeah. and we collect those data as well you do where where can you find that data on what the fish were caught on yeah so we have that in our database um uh, that that'll be kind of, that's one of the iterations to go public with as we continue to do those okay awesome yeah uh, can't can't wait to can't wait to see that stuff. What do you got, BTC? Uh, go, going back I'll to tell the, you our, our good friend Gary Klein, he caught his his lunker uh, in 2019 on a on a drop shot rig. So I remember uh, that. Guys for him. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. Tom, I, I got a question. It's beautiful. Go back to um to the you know to the the, uh, the program. Oh jeez. Lunker uh, share. Thank you. Um, he needs his classes. What does it? <laughs> I do. <laughs> what does? What do these fingerling cost? And uh, do you need an address to send the uh, complimentary bucket of Sherlocker <laughs> fingering to New Jersey? What What do they cost? Uh, it costs about thirty dollars a year uh, when you buy your fishing license. You come down here and fish for them. That's about the best we're going to be able to give you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not? They're not for sale. No, sir. Uh, these public water stockings only. Oh. Wow. Talk to you off the air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need some help up here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well that's a great question because we I talked about it and I don't know what I'm talking about as far as the ability of the Florida strain to live uh on a at a certain latitude. Do you know how far north that they can survive? Well yeah, it, it comes to water temperature. So there are even some in Kansas, uh I know, but those are on on others uh, like Lake Lucene up there, for instance, and uh, Lake Lucene is a power plant lake. So when you get some water cooling lakes, that's where you get into some of those. So uh, so they can they can go north, but there's uh, there's a temperature uh, gradient that uh, that they're going to have some winter die-offs that you really have to watch out for. Did you did you have any of that last year when you had the freeze there in Texas? No, we didn't actually. And um, there was some discussion about uh, what the freeze might have done because you know that big ice storm we had a ton of them starting to get caught. Yeah, right uh, now after. part of that was the cat got let out of the bag about how awesome OHIV was, right? Mm -hmm. So let's not forget about the, that. And uh, what I think Josh Jones <laughs> said, he, he drove south Josh to Jones. a kind of lake that wasn't frozen, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and he and all his his uh, followers, you know, all of a sudden realized, uh oh, this lake's on fire. And so, um, <clears throat> so uh, no, you know, did it, um, 
did it maybe make some of the shad a little sluggish and easier to to group up and prey on I, you know like there's there could be something to that but uh, but i can tell you what they didn't become that big overnight you know that right. they were there those fish were there um it was it was just more about maybe being able to find them again yeah right yeah the other thing i think especially with the success of last year which has carried over into this year was that there were fish that were caught early in the season we had several lunkers caught in january and so that was pretty early and so that word got out there, especially like with Lake Austin. So you got a lot, lot big media market with Austin and then Lake Conroe over by Houston. And so the word gets out really big. And so here's the thing, like you can catch a lunker, right? You can catch a lunker because you caught a three inch bluegill and a lunker swallowed the thing as you were reeling it in. Like that can happen. Sure. Right. But by and large, if you're going to catch a lunker, you're going to catch a, a big old 13 plus pound bass. It's because you're fishing for big fish specifically fishing for big fish, targeting, increasing your percentage chances there. My point on that is, is that when you have folks early in the year catching some of those big fish, it gives so many more anglers confidence to go and fish for big fish, right? That's why everybody's, you know, part of the reason people are catching big fish at Ivy, once because they're there, and two, because they're going there to target big fish. You know, you can't sit there and throw that, uh, that glide bait all day mm -hmm. long if you never get a bite and you lose confidence in it, right? You're going to put it down and try something else. If you don't think you can catch big fish, you're not going to keep fishing for big fish all the time. That's my point. You know, so I think that all is kind of baked into it too. Understood. Well, it's uh, Jocelyn, when you go down there, you got to bring your big baits. Sounds good to okay. me. When are we going? We'll get you <laughs> dialed soon. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited after this conversation. I will, I just want to go to Texas. I know a uh, the most of the Bass University subscribers live right there in Texas, and we appreciate them. And it's it's great, Tom, to have you on the show because I know you're talking to a lot of them, and I know everybody else on the planet travels to Texas uh, to do their bass fishing. And as you so you know put so well, it's just it, it's an amazing place to go catch big fish. And there's so many different lakes putting them out so it's exciting i'm thrilled with the work that you're doing down there and I, i'm thrilled that you know we, we were able to meet you you know our group was able to meet you down there in texas and i'm really appreciative that you came on the show i I'd, I'd love to have you back on again when when the next cool thing happens as far as the radio tracking study gets finished or the next cool <laughs> thing happening in texas yeah. uh, i hope you'll come back on the show and, and talk with us uh, it'd be my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And y'all keep on fishing. Keep teaching more people how to fish. Take them out. That's the future of conservation. Anglers are the force of it. So y'all keep uh, keep doing what you do. We'll do what we do, and good things will happen. Excellent. Well, we will definitely keep doing that. Thank you so much, Tom. And uh, we will catch up with you uh, sometime in the near future. Keep those Texas bass getting huge. Right on. All right. Thank y'all. All right. We're gonna. That was so awesome. Uh, learned so much about. Uh, uh, about how they're doing it down there and i actually had i got to go down and tour one of their facilities down there did you yeah this was maybe 10 years ago when they were they were that program was in effect but it was amazing their fisheries um they have just pond after pond after pond that are all separated like four pounders here eight pounders here um we had the the we got to feed them Really? We got the, it's just the most amazing thing in the world. Just, you get a, a net full of 
man, I can't remember the bait that we were throwing in there, but you just throw them out, and oh, it's just the funnest if, as a bass fisherman. Right, and they just, go crazy. They go crazy. Oh, my God. And blasting them on the bank, just yep. erupting. It's just uh, – what, what, and, and I'm going to talk with them about it on the next show, but the, um, there's so much to talk to them about. But they have, the, uh, they have these little black squares in their spawning areas, and they're like uh, not foam but porous kind of material – but they would put these black squares in their spawning uh, tanks. Okay. And that's where the fish would spawn. Like, yep. that's where they would put, put drop their the eggs down in there. Drop right their there. eggs down in there. And they would get fertilized and they had a big, uh, you know, hatch rate on them. So it was really so many interesting things going on. And, um, guys, we're, we got a, we still have a, some gifts to give away a Facebook like and share contest. You haven't done that yet. You're watching over on Facebook. Yes. First off, go over to bashy.tv and subscribe. But also like and share. We're going to enter enter you into a contest to win this stuff and we have a trivia question coming it's a up really good trivia question it is out of the what mind is the grand prize tonight we have the th marine jocelyn what you set the prizes out <laughs> what do we get i see g juice i see a culling kit uh i see a prop nut prop I nut prop i remember nut. i i know that now yeah. <laughs> um but we also have some rapala baits and right. some vmc hooks and bash university hat so like and share and Hopefully you get this trivia question right, because I don't know if anyone will. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. What do you want to do first, Rich? You want to do the trivia? What are you giving away? Yeah, cue the trivia All question right. up, because it's probably going to take a minute for the yeah. right answer to come in here. So, okay. got the, Everybody got the answer? I sure do. All right. <laughs> Peter? I'm, uh, I'm, fire I'm looking at it right now. You want me to ask this question, BTC? Well. I'll ask it. Go ahead. Unless you want to. No, we'll look at this. Okay. This was a Lee Livesey amazing uh, win. He's winning crazy fast. He's winning tournaments uh, really fast. But this was his third blue trophy in 32 Elite Series events, making him the third quick quickest angler to get three of those wins. What two anglers are ahead of him that won at uh, a, even a slightly faster pace? But uh, that's just amazing. So it's his third blue trophy in 32 elite events. Two anglers have won at a slightly faster pace than that. Who are they? Who are they in the history of the elites? So yes. I don't know what the, when the elites started. What did they start in, like, oh, three, four, five, six? I can't remember. Somewhere around there. So. Six. Was it six? We haven't gotten that nope not right answers people <laughs> <laughs> keep them keep them coming but the point is and the reason why I'm, I'm sending you back to like oh six like it's not it, it could be now it could be all the way back to when the elites unfolded so uh so go and check that out but hey congratulations on your second place man oh thanks yeah. that, that was, i didn't i didn't hear about that right away i just heard about it recently how'd you guys do it uh fish slow you okay. know, pick the well, you, you're, just... you're only using one arm. Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, get a little tip from Mike. It just kind of reminded me of s something we used to do. And yeah. it's the tailweight at French fry. Ah, yeah. yes. And that was that was key. I got okay. a lot of bites with it. No kidding. Yeah. In and around the spawn and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's great. And um, man, it, I there's a Berkeley bait. It's actually Mike's design called the backslider. They don't make it anymore. 
I shouldn't have said that because I'm trying to find them. But <laughs> it, it's it's got a flatter bottom than than the regular French fry. It really kind of, and 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 they had a tungsten powder in the one end of it. I still I don't think it was enough. Still kind of had to put a nail in there. Right. But that thing really gets going backwards. Yeah. Yeah. The backs. I don't even remember that B. Mm-hmm. Wow, that must have been way it's, back. It's, it's like a French fry with little tentacles. Okay. And a face. And a face. Yeah. Face. What was your weight? It was inches because we're during the um, – uh, it's the closed season. That's right. Okay. We had uh, 83 and a half inches. 83 and a half. Yeah, we had a 13. That's an accomplishment yeah. on Union. Yeah. Like Union, even in best time of the year, is tough. Yeah. Like yeah. It's never easy to catch them out there. Yeah, a couple guys had 88. So, okay. We, yeah, we had a 13-incher we needed to get rid of. Gotcha. How many 13-pounders were in there? Not too many, Not Pete. Too many. <laughs> striper? Yeah, there's a 13-pound striper in there, that's for sure. That's for sure, yeah. Uh, yep. That's good stuff. No one's even close yet, are they, Jack? Any smallmouth get caught? No. We have – there's one person they're getting, but not the second person. Yeah, I caught one this big, but yeah. Guys, I think so. Guys measured them in? I believe so. Again, it's a paper yeah. derp, you know. It's the right time of the year for them. Is it? Well, it, it was then, you know. Okay. I guess they uh, – I don't know that like too good. Well, we've got some. We've got a Ike Foundation uh, Derby coming up, guys, and get registered. It's it's amazing. You're you're fishing for a brand new bass cat boat with Yamaha. Yes, with a Yamaha. Mm -hmm. Wow, Uh, that's first place uh, right here on the Upper Chesapeake, and it goes to a great cause. So get yourself entered. What are the details, Josh? How much does it cost to enter, and where can they do it? Okay, so all the information is at theikefoundation.org, but it's $300 for two people to fish on a boat um, for a chance to win a bass cap boat with a Yamaha motor. And that's just first place, but that's not even everything that's included in our prize packs. We have Lorance units, we have power poles, we have cash prizes, TH Marine Hydrowaves, we have a ton of different prizes. So um, go ahead, sign up, and it's on the Chesapeake, so... Typically in June, isn't that when they're? It, oh, is, yeah. it is. It is already on fire, and it's going to continue to be that way right through this tournament. So the catch rates will be great. You're going to have a blast. It, it's just so much fun. And like I said, it goes to a great cause to be able to, you know, put rods and reels into the hands of kids that might not ever get a chance to have right. them, use them, or ever get a chance to go fishing. So it's yep. uh, so get yourself signed up wherever you are. The Texas boys, yeah. come on up. Come on. Well, come on up. <laughs> bring those 13-pounders with you and uh, let them go yeah. for us up here. But The Ike Foundation just kicked off their uh, youth trail we this uh, past Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was a good it, time. It was awesome. And, and I'll tell you, seeing kids that never catch fish before, bringing them out, it, it's just awesome to see how excited they are. And they get new rods, and we gave a whole tackle pack. So it, yep. it's really – it's cool. Yeah. I, I, I mark – captain for my <laughs> for the first time it was really cool yeah I, I enjoyed it a lot i had two uh two boys uh nathan who's 13 dude's a total fish head yeah i mean he had like a bundle of five six rods and uh, you know he dude he could he could fish wow. i mean firing a baitcaster all around and uh caleb uh who just turned 12 that day fishing was brutally tough it was. um but it was it was a great time i really enjoyed it yeah well, that's awesome, and uh, I, I hope to participate in some of the upcoming events. You're that's a little awesome. too old to participate, Pete. 
qualified. Like the <laughs> vocab. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you could probably do that. I know. I, I know. I know. Like maybe I can. <laughs> maybe well, I can get a pass. Well, the next one's on Lums Pond, and then we have one on Union. So okay. when's the Lums Pond? That's right. July twenty third. July twenty third. Okay. Okay. We we uh no winter yet. Water temp should be about one hundred and five for that derp. I'm Lums Pond's <laughs> got him, dude. Lums does got him. Lums has got him. Lums has got him. Give us our <laughs> give us our <laughs> our Facebook like and share winner, Rich. Our Facebook like and share winner for today's podcast Perfect. is Drew Packard. Congratulations, Drew Packard. All right, I'm gonna up an awesome prize pack coming. I'm gonna give a hint and congratulations, <laughs> Drew. Uh, a, a football jig. Do you remember the football jig? It was a big <laughs> winner. Uh, early on it was when that was uh that was just kind of hitting the scene is when this went down that hint didn't, but the that, guy, that the, hint didn't help anybody Pete. no the guy <laughs> the guy that he won several tournaments yeah, close together and it was it was all done on foot but as a matter of fact he he gave seminars at bash university tv exactly uh, how he used that bait Ooh. and what his trailer was. Oh. Ding, ding, ding. We got a winner. That was it. I stand corrected. <laughs> Good work, Pete. <laughs> Excellent hit. Excellent hit. What? What? Oh. Go ahead, Josh. Who won? And what? What was the? What was the correct answer? By the way, it was KVD and McKellen. Mike McClellan. The football oh, jig. Oh, man. Mike McClellan. That's right. Van Dam. Catch your limit. Yeah. In twenty-four events and McClellan in twenty-three events. That's just amazing. Yeah. Yep. It's oh a, yeah. Two two amazing winners. Uh, obviously, and Lee is on pace. Good company. Pace right there with him, man. It's uh, murderer's row. But congratulations. Yep. Way to get that hint, man. That was a good one. Uh, guys, it was great show. Uh, appreciate all you guys hanging out with us. Uh, once again, go over to bashu.tv and get yourself signed up because we've got not only the Mike McClellan stuff and the Kevin Van Dam crankbait series and everything that's going to help you become a better angler, but we've got great stuff coming every single week at Bass University TV. And we're going to be back here next Tuesday, so come and hang out with us. We'll have some more yep. prizes. And uh, thanks, Jocelyn. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, BTC. It's good to have you, man. Yeah. Good to have you back in the studio. Yeah. Thank you, GDP. Yeah. Lee Livesey, uh, thanks to Texas Parks and Wildlife. And, full size uh, Alex. Me and full size Alex are wearing the same same shirt, by the way. <laughs> I like it. Looking good. Full grown right. Alex. Full size Alex. What's going on? Where Where's the banner, man? That's funny. I keep getting asked that. So I recently moved, and it's. I recently found it in the bottom of a box. I just have to find the hanging mechanism <laughs> I use. Yeah. So it's coming back soon once I find all my stuff. Alex, <laughs> just wear it as a cape. i I like it well alex thank you it's good to have you with us hopefully we'll see you next week we'll keep all you guys posted and uh we'll be back next week with another edition of bash university live have a good afternoon everybody bassboatforsale.com is the world's premier Bass Boat Listings Business. We focus on driving premium web traffic to our main website, business Facebook page, business Instagram, and our business YouTube channel. Providing your Bass Boat Listings the best buying traffic and top-notch exposure. Whether you need to sell your Bass Boat or are looking to buy a Bass Boat, it's simple. We give boats exposure so buyers shop and sellers list. One-time listing fee, 
no commission, and boats list until they sell. Bassboatforsale.com. Check it out.